Hi there, this is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from once again, a rainy, wet Key Largo and still warm. Yes. If you're not familiar with the Keys Bartender podcast, a podcast about bartending and Keys life and life in general. Um, you know, not everything about bartending is necessarily bartending. It's uh psychology due to the fact that you're running into so many people you come directly in contact and being at the bar you're with those people for some time interacting with them it's so much different than uh, a server because a server comes into your life every so often when someone's at when someone sits at the bar it's as if they're making a tacit agreement that they're going to be interacting with the bartender, right? So I'm going to go a little background. A lot of times I've had this kind of revelation over the years. So I'm going to have to go a little background story to all time tied together. Um, as a rule, most people would like to think of themselves as being memorable. You think the most important thing is remembering their name, right? Just remember their name. And it, I don't believe that's the most important thing about that person. You know, some people may say, oh, I just want someone to remember my name, but they just want to be memorable. They want to be thought of. They want to be... Um, I, I came to a realization that people really want to be understood because it would be kind of simplistic to say people just want to be noticed and things like that because I can just re recall as a kid. I did. When you're younger, you want to be noticed. You want to be noticed by your parents, your grandparents, your, your siblings, your classmates, your friends, by people in general. Kids look like to be noticed and recognized. Now, that changes for some people. Some people don't want to be noticed. Some people don't want to be recognized. But in, by and large, from the people that are out there and come and sit at bars and things like that, there are different sort of people, meaning if you were going to be insular, you probably wouldn't sit at the bar. You'd probably want to sit at a table by yourself. So it tells me a little about yourself that you sit at a bar and you kind of want to interact and you're for or you're forcing yourself to interact. And I remember as a child, I liked it when not sit at the bar necessarily. I like to be recognized. But as I got older, I got more recognition, more notice, maybe because of my kind of weird outlook on life, my uh weird behaviors, just being outgoing, I got, as I got older, I got more and more, let's say, regional notoriety, meaning regional where you live, exactly where you live, your neighborhood, your street, where you go to college, where you go to high school, things like that. And then in my 20s and 30s, I started blended in with a certain type of crowd, you know, pretty heavy drinking and things like that. And I got kind of went through my most, what would you call it? Not necessarily being in a big city, being my most innocuous, where you could go a couple of blocks away, no one really knew you. 
You know, you get people see you around maybe in the neighborhood and things like that, but it wasn't that constant running into someone. And then in my 40s, when I moved down here to Key Largo and I started doing all these multiple jobs, uh, working in the uh, fitness industry, having my multiple companies, that's one or two are still running around today, doing the podcast, being a bartender at uh, several popular venues down here, and being in this small uh, environment, because there's only in about 15 miles, there's about 9,000 year-round residents here. And and then you have this, some of the other upper keys sections like Tavernier and Amranum get some notoriety there. So you, there's an artificial thing where you are noticed and known, and then stories go around if they're interesting. You know, sometimes people say, oh, that's a bartender that doesn't drink, or that's a fitness instructor that had a heart attack, and a month later he started teaching again. Right. Well, that's the bartender who does the podcast. And then I have the podcast. And I have to say, when it comes to doing a podcast, I used to think people rightly or wrongly said he just does it because he wants more attention. Um, Actually, the reason I do it nowadays when we're right at this is episode 762, but it's showing over 800. 800 episodes because there's other numbered episodes and non-sequential episodes of over 800. Uh, I do it more now for understanding myself and it it does help me understand. It just forces me to be self-reflective, to be uh, to tell the things that I want to tell you that are truthful. Because I think you'd spot bullshit. I mean, I am a bullshitter. I do that for entertainment purposes. But when I'm talking about other things like this, exactly, I truly believe that mainly the thing I was searching for was being understood and not necessarily uh, by other people. But it's nice to be understood by other people or people to get you. It's really one of the greatest pleasures in life to be I guess if you're not understood there's a lot of celebrities probably I'm not considering myself one of them I'm not that far gone but I'm sure there's people very famous people out there to say boy I really wish they knew exactly how I was and understood me that I'm not like that person they see either in the movies or depicted on the fan sites or the, you know, TMZ and things like that. That's not me. And I have a feeling over the years of being behind a bar that the greatest satisfaction a person has is not necessarily you remembering their name or where they live or what they do. But kind of knowing who they are, you know, when you get them, like there's uh, a satisfaction that comes said, listen, I'm going to come here. These people know me and, you know, they know sometimes they get uncomfortable when he pays attention to me this way, but I kind of don't mind that because I know what I like to do. So I'm going to just go just 
go on. It's not exactly a tangent, but on a previous site, I'm just going to talk about a set of customers that I think I know. Some are regulars, some are new people, and they just come and they come and go in and out of the bar, but they all have different wants, needs, and desires. But I always think the overarching one is to be understood. So let's say there's uh, the one particular night I'm focusing in on, and I wrote my notes down about this. I thought that was because there was one particular gentleman that came in, and I think his name was Andavar, and he was from Central America. I think it was from Costa Rica, which I'm not exactly sure because I was hearing it from a um, secondhand from one the runner that works with me in the servers. Her her name's Carolina, and she was uh, this gentleman Andavar didn't speak any English. Now I speak some Spanish, so I can understand when he's asking for uh, cerveza, Corona, you know, uh, another yeah, you know, Corona, you know, no, no limone. Verde, no lime he wants, or with a lime. I forgot. You know, it's funny. I don't remember that, but I remember what he was like. I know he wanted to sit and listen to music, and I know he's visiting here. I know he felt as if, um, I guess he did. He there was plenty of restaurants in the area that the staff is predominantly Hispanic or Latin, let's say, and. They speak Spanish fluently. Here, our floor staff, we had only one person on the floor staff at the time that was fluent in the language. I have a working understanding of it where I could, you know, we could get, we can get an order in, we can get this, but we're not going to be talking much about where they're from and, and things like that, unless they're helping me out with a little English. Then we can go back and forth. Right, you figure I'd be a little better in that, but you know, also you figure sometimes it's amazing. I always go and say this, and I know I reference this uh, on a sidetrack: how you can live in a place and not understand, how you can live in a place more than a year and not understanding, having a working knowledge of of the language, is uh, beyond me. Beyond me, because I would. You know, when I'm in Poland and I'm never there for more than two weeks, uh, I've been there four times. So that's four weeks. I can go around, go to a restaurant, order at a restaurant, get coffee and things like that. Now, if I spent a month there, I think I'd really understand a lot better. I would try. I would try to do the ordering and say hello and all that stuff. But I, I never get that to people that live here not understanding that. And I'm not one of those people that are, uh, I'm not xenophobic. I'm not afraid that the, uh, you know, someone speaking Spanish in the United States is not ruining my quality of life. So to get back to, I understand that. I, so I understood the gentleman that was coming. He didn't speak any English. So I tried as much as possible to, you know, ask him how he's sitting. I go, you go up to him and go, bueno, everything bueno, blah, 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 you know, like this. And uh, I guess funny, almost popped into Polish and said when he was leaving, instead of saying, um, 
uh, Asa Luego, so Vio Candios, you know, which is more of um, a formal thing to say to someone, walk with the gods. I guess that's someone that you're saying goodbye with who's maybe going on a mission. But I knew he just wanted to be. He wanted to sit there. He he had a choice to go to different places, but he chose to come there. I guess he wanted to experience a, a kind of stereotypical American night out. And I got it. He was a vacationer, experiencing a vacation, enjoying being out of his element. And I saw that. He enjoyed himself because he was about to leave at one point. He paid his bill. And then the music came on. He said, well, I'm going to stay another hour and a half. And he stayed another hour and a half. Okay. And then there were these two very attractive women in their late 20s, uh, maybe early 30s. I think they were late 20s, more late 20s, mid 20s. But there were professional uh, women. One worked for uh, I think they worked for NOAA, the National uh, Organization of Aquatic or something. NOAA. It's a, it has to do with the ocean, National Ocean Oceanographic uh, Institute, whatever. I should know the acronym, but they come in. And they've been in a, four or five times before. Lovely girls. And the very smiling and nice, nice, and I, I kind of read right away. I am self-aware. I told them. I said I'm self-aware when they're being nice and sweet and stuff like that. One asked, uh, you know, for information only owner had, and I said, well, just. And she said, give him her name and number, and and so I go up and said, give me your name and number, and I'll give it to the owner, which is a woman. And she goes, oh, and then the other one. Uh, humorously said, you know, you're just asking for the name and number because you want to have it. And I said, well, listen, I'm acutely aware of the optics, right? And that's why when I get the number, I'm not going to look at it. And here's the owner. And I hand it directly to her. And she goes, uh, I said, oh, well, obviously, yeah. Uh, I told me, I'm married, I'm 60 years old, blah, 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 blah. And she goes, oh, and, and she's looking at me and said, oh, of course, you're, you're, and I was almost at a loss and they were kind of enjoying it. And I said, uh, I said, I'm self-aware how creepy that is for a guy. I understand what that would look like. And she goes, what would that look like? And I said, what would look like an older man asking for a phone number? And that's creepy. And she goes, you're not creepy. Blah, 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 blah. And I said, it was nice and stuff. And I realized when they were coming in, they just wanted a little banter, light banter, maybe light flirtation, no serious flirtation. Because for all I knew, I didn't, and they didn't ask me to understand them on that. They just wanted me to, to understand them on the interaction they wanted to have. They wanted to have a, a just a, a surface friendly conversation, enjoy your company. I think they could have enjoyed me like a, a you know, an older relative. Like they would enjoy an older relative, someone they could feel safe about, someone who would come into their environment and have a good time and not be bothered by guys, me included. And I got that. I understood them. 
and they were here to talk to each other, listen to music, have a good time. And uh, that that's every time they come in, that's what they wanted. And I remember their names. Um, it wasn't as important to that because that would actually give a little, you know, that would, that for me in my head, if I'm going in and walk in and I remember their names and I don't remember the two women who were close to my age, maybe a couple of years older who came in also. And they just come in to come, to go out to, um, I guess they're in their early sixties couple years older than me. And it's funny how you perceive yourself sometimes. Uh, I would not, at the, at the time, how I feel, I see someone in their 60s coming in. It's, oh, this is an older person coming in. And instead of thinking, oh, this is a person my age, which is exactly what it is. They're a person my age, and they come in. I'd say, hello, ladies, how are you? But we'll have a seat. And they have a good time. They want to be treated in pretty much the same way the two younger women wanted. And they don't want to be bothered. And they come in, they've been coming in a little more regularly, like six times, six weeks in a row. Um, and on the same night. And I can understand they don't really, they're really not looking for any company. They're not a couple, pretty much you could tell, but they are friends. And they're like going out, and this is time for them to catch up. You have uh, one has uh, a, a Tito's and Club, and the other has a, uh, I'm trying to remember, a Merlot. And they sit there and have their both have their two drinks. They order um, maybe an appetizer, definitely have a dinner or a light dinner, and they listen to music. Now it seems like I said, Jim's just telling us what they like to do and stuff. No, not exactly. It's what they like. They don't like rough talk. They don't want to hear any dirty jokes. They don't need anybody rude around them. That's why I, I, I know it. I could tell they're not glancing. They're smi they smile at you appropriately. They enjoy your company. They come to the bar. Obviously, they like my company, but they also enjoy each other's company. And they want a certain amount of distance. Uh, they don't mind being checked up on, and, but they don't want to be bothered by the guys. And sometimes, you know, with one time a guy came over and he bought one of them a drink because she had made the mistake of smiling. And being friendly. I told you what about a, a week and a half ago, there was a, a, a younger woman who smiled at this uh, a man a couple years old, my age, older than me. And he proceeded to, you know, focus on the younger woman, not realizing that she was doing what they do all the time. They're just being charming and playfully flirtatious, not seriously flirtatious. You know, they get, you got to notice that when you're talking to people and stuff like that. And that's part of the understanding that you have with someone, what they're there for, what kind of person they're like. I remember if there's a person at the bar and they feel uncomfortable, they're regulars. I've seen them six, seven, eight times. I know their name. And they'll say, listen, I'm going outside. I'm not leaving. 
And I'll say to him, you can go anywhere you want on our property with your drink. I don't have any problem with that. I know you'll be back. Right? And I always figured if someone's been there six, seven, eight times, they're going to be back again, most likely. And then if the off chance they don't come back, we've made our profit from them in the past. That it's not, I think in all my years of bartending, I may have had one or two people do that. And I talk about my white whale and stuff like that. Sometimes I don't understand people. So I got to keep an, a watch on them because sometimes they're, I don't try to judge people when they're overly, uh, let's say, affected from alcohol and things like that. So I kind of back off. We have a regular that comes in later on that same night. He comes in by himself. He's a professional. He works in the IT department for a government agency. And on the weekends, he will come in about a half hour to 15 minutes before we close. He will order his dinner, have about three or four beers, and he'll watch his phone. And he'll you know, be watching some show. If it's not on TV, he'll be watching. If it's a game he's interested in, he'll be watching that. He'll, he has friends, but he chooses to sit at a bar. And he likes to sit at the bar towards the end of the night when it's not super crowded. And sometimes, every so often, he'll come in with a group of his friends. And I know him. I'm, let me clarify again. I know his name, blah, 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 what he does. Yeah. But I know what kind of person he is. He's an intelligent guy, very intelligent. He's not really interested in interacting with a lot of people. He likes to talk every so often. I have a question. He likes to be included. He likes to be told, you know, that he's a regular and he's welcome. And we like, to, you know, we, you know, we, I, we, he likes pulling his leg sometimes, but you can't do too much. Because if he comes in during the week, he may be dressed nice. And earlier in the week, I said that to him. I said, oh, my God, this is this school picture day? And he looked at me. I think he was a little insulted. I said, Carlos, I'm sorry. Next time you come in, I'm wearing a full tuxedo with a bow tie. So, um, but, but I don't think I gave anything away. He was a nice guy. And then... Uh, there was a birthday on the one particular night I'm thinking about. And there's, um, I'd like to call it, the birthday girl was anywhere from, I'd say she's in her mid-60s, right? Once again, someone my age, and I always think in my head, they're older, but not that they look older. It's just that I don't identify with that, but I know I'm starting to accept it. I'm learning that about myself too. I had to learn to accept that. And um, I realized, I know her because she's always friendly. She's there with her husband. They love each other dearly and stuff like that. They like hanging out with friends and stuff like that. And they're very warm. And she just normally uh, has two, maybe three drinks. It's her birthday. She has a little more. She likes dancing. She enjoys company of people. She doesn't have a problem with people younger or people older, she's as warm to everyone. And on her birthday, you can tell she wanted a party as long and hard as possible because there was about 15 to 20 people that were, I mean, there may over 20 people showed up at, at our place and they sat at the table. But um, towards the end of the night, there were 15 people left. 
and they're just dancing, having a good time. That's all she wants when she goes out. She wants to have a good time. She doesn't want to hear about hardship. There are people that come in that mull over their things. She's not one of them. When they walk through the door of the restaurant, she and her husband, they're regulars. They, they will pay notice to you know someone else's hardship for certain, but they're there, no mistaking. They're there to have a good time. And you don't try to lay too much on them. You know, you back it off. They come, people come in for a reason. I always know that it's not a, this particular person, even though they can care about what other person's going through, they really don't want to see that. And I understand that. They don't want to see or hear about it. So when they ask me how I'm doing, if, even if I had a really bad time, I say, oh, you know, tough week, but I'm getting over it. I'm doing well because I'm here and I'm happy. So that's it for me when I talk about not just knowing the name, but kind of getting the person. Now, you can always misread them. And then let's say there's things that are misleading. It's, it's when they're over and by. It's hard to really judge a person like that. But once you get someone and you let them know that you get someone or you're trying to get someone, when I say get, understand, they can be your regulars for the rest, you know, wherever you go. I have people that go from my other restaurant that I used to work at and they come and visit me all the time because I get them. You know, other people try to, you know, they, they, you know how it is with you, right? You get buttonholed as a person and you said, there's some people out there, the people that you're closest with and the people you like to spend the most time with, are people that understand you. I want to wrap up today with, um, I like to get my news from uh, my Facebook news section because I'm in Taylor. You know how you can hit like and then you get more stories like it and then you get, depending on what you like, like if it's football season, I want to get stories about the Philadelphia Eagles. I want to get things about the Ukraine war, uh, tropical storm season, uh, the economy, whatever. And because I share accounts with some, with my family, I get maybe some of their stuff, fashion stuff, and all that. Well, there was one, I was trying to read the story, but it never came up. And But it, it, it just amazed me. It was, the headline read, woman tells us how she's going to keep her fern alive throughout the whole winter. And it says, Oh my God, is this the onion? Because that sounds like the most boring story you could tell somebody. I could say, hey, listen, I'm going to dedicate a whole 30 minutes of the episode to how I'm going to take care of my fern in my house for the next year. Now, you would probably assume and say, boy, this is going to be funny. Or this is going to be the most boring thing in the world. That's what I thought in my head. I said, oh my God, this must be a parody section. But then I said, what would be scarier is if it was a real story and it was just a story of someone telling you how they take care of their fern. Um, I think either way is kind of, but there's, there's, there's so many things that I think about when I um, 
I know people listen to a podcast and go, this guy just rattles on and on about shit that no one really cares about. When we saw a certain amount of people care about it, right? I could make a story. I could say, we're going to be taking this secondhand story to talk about how I uh, coach a Quidditch team. I, uh, I, an amateur Quidditch team, like there's a professional Quidditch. Quidditch is a fictional sport in the Harry Potter universe. Harry Potter was at a story about the young male witch or warlock in England that was, you know, a phenomenon of the early part of the 21st century. It's still going on now, I guess, if you talk about the theme park and stuff like that. But also, you can throw in Dungeons, Dragons, uh, how I'm going to draw up my chart for, uh, yeah, I'm a dungeon master, so I'm going to develop a whole uh, game theory for you. My sister swears, my sister Peg swears to this day that I and my friends would play Dungeons and Dragons when she came in, and I swear to God, I never got through more than two episodes of Dungeons and Dragons. I went to someone's house and they did it and I found it so slow, boring, and minutiae driven that I would only do it one more time. And I think they were trying to do it at my house and it would do, and my friends came over. And I think I almost, uh, because of that, because of being exposed to Dungeons and Dragons, I may have delayed my loss of virginity another two years. I think it kind of relegates you to a nerd level six. And being nerd level one, being intro level, nerd level six is super advanced. So, um, I just think of all the stories that would, how, how I decided to clean the upholstery for the 1976 uh, Chrysler uh, K car. I don't know if they had a K car in 1976. They probably had it in 79. Oh, how I cleaned my velour interior of my 1979 brown Chrysler K car. Right? There's another story. I just think how, but there's podcasts that concentrate on ferns, Dungeons and Dragons, all those things that a wide array of people would find totally boring. But because of the weirdness of people's varying interest, there are hundreds of thousands of people interested in that one particular thing. What take, and that's what I said on previous episodes, you take one particular bizarre kink, let's say call it a kink. You know, it used to be uh, years ago when I was just getting out of college, it was someone, if someone had a foot fetish, that was the weirdest thing in the world. Weirdest, weirdest, weirdest thing. And now we know that there's people, lots of people. And because of the, you know, uh, weirdness of the internet where uh, these groups of people can get together. Furries, you know, the people that like having sex with their 
uh, dressed up as a stuffed animal. Uh, everything, ear fetish, nose fetish, toe, foot. It was toes part of the foot. There's all, I know, I went with the fetish thing, right? But, but as unique and as bizarre as those things get, so to play that out across everything, the political, the economic, the sports, the people that um, just are into kickers in the NFL. That's my main thing. I like kicking, and that's it. Or there's referees, people that just, I bet there's, I, I wouldn't be surprised that there is a, a podcast or a blog about referees. I'm sure there is. I'm absolutely sure that people say, this is how refs cope with this, blah, 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 blah. Or how transgendered prison guards uh, podcast. That would probably be one too. Or do people say, hey, I like lima beans. Who else like lima beans? We want to talk about different recipes that we make with lima beans. And so I recall years ago that when I was uh, asking a young woman, I was a young man at the time, and uh, out for a date. And she says, well, on Thursday nights, I don't know if she told me about that, but before I ask her to go on a date, she says, on Thursday nights, my friend and I like to get dressed up as um, this uh, cosplay and these superheroes. And I never heard of them before. It was in the early 90s, and I think it was the X-Men, before all those movies came out. I didn't know much about him. And all I heard was, oh my God, that's so weird. But in recent years, I realized it's a huge thing. It's a huge thing, Comic-Con and all that stuff. So the moral to this story is, no matter how weird that looks, woman tells how she's going to keep her fern alive all winter. It's not, there's someone that's interested in it. So I, I learned not to live, really laugh at it. So that's all I have for today. I will be back again on another day. Have a wonderful day. This is Jim the Keys Bartender. Talk to you later. Bye.